0: From the EBKV studios in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you're listening to The Angry and Negative Show on Brotherly Pod with your hosts, Angry Jim and Negative Dan. That's right, everybody. New intro, new intro music, new logo. Same two assholes hosting the show. It is (laughs) the Angry and Negative show, everybody. Negative Dan, Angry Jim here as well. That's right, we're getting a facelift on this show. Just us this week, no guests. We're going to try and get Michael and Brian back on next week to talk the end of the first round of the playoffs. But... Actually, all kinds of news to talk about this week. I was afraid we wouldn't have any, but uh, till Monday night. Ever since Monday night, anyway, things have been all kinds of crazy. So let's talk. At least the Flyers' news first. Alain Vigneault hired as the Flyers' coach. Uh, mixed fanfare uh, amongst the Flyers' faithful on Twitter. Personally, I don't mind it. I uh, I think when you lose out on Coach Q, you know the fucking golden carrot's gone. You're in trouble, and I think anybody they picked, there's obvious downfalls for. I think Elaine yo is just, you know, the least of the most terrible people around.
1: <laughs> least of the most terrible, yeah. That's a pretty good way to put it. There, um, with all the names that were flying around, I was kind of getting a little nervous. You know, I'm yeah. seeing guys like um, I can't remember his first name now, but his last name is Sandalin. Uh, I think he coaches in. Uh, you know, somewhere. I can't. Remember. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. There were some scary names floating around, you know, said meetings and, and stuff and stuff like that. So to see them get get a guy like Alain Vigneault, uh, I wasn't necessarily excited at first. Uh, actually, I was more excited that they didn't fuck it up. Uh, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I expected them to. Um, so to bring in a guy, I mean – at the very least, he's got pedigree. He's been around the corner. Uh, he's he's coached two very very good teams. Say what you want, you know. Uh, Flyers Twitter is always going to have a reason to bitch. Oh yeah. Um, but the guy's been the two Stanley Cups. That's two. I mean, two more than anybody else in this. I'm, I'm sorry, one more than anybody else on the team. Um, I mean, what else do you want? He's won President's Trophy three. Three or four times, I can't remember exactly. Uh, I think it was two. Actually, you know what? It, it was four. He won three times with Vancouver and once with New York. And I know everyone's going to say, "Oh, it doesn't matter. Look at Tampa Bay." But dude, we weren't even in the playoffs. When's the last time Flyers won President's Trophy? I'm not saying that they're gonna, but it gets me a little bit excited because if anything, for 82 games out of a season, we can watch them winning hockey. Hopefully, um, so I, I'm I'm more excited that they didn't fuck it up, and, and I'm okay with the hire of Elaine Vignot.
0: Yeah, I I think there were certainly worse options out there. Uh, You know, Dan Bilesma and Mark Crawford and Guy Boucher and even keeping Scott Gordon, it's like, Christ, that could have been bad. And, you know, I saw a lot of people that were angry that they didn't get Shelton Keefe, but it's like, do you really, really want to go down another unknown route at this point? You know, maybe he would have changed the game and been good, but do you? we're in no position to be testing the waters anymore. It's time to pull the trigger and make things happen. And with Dave Haxtell fresh in everybody's minds, uh, I don't think that that would have been the right move. I I think Elaine Vigneault is good. I think he's, you know, he has a kind of a wishy-washy past, but so does everybody. You know, no matter who you pick as a coach, there's things to pick apart. And that's why I'm just kind of like, hey, you know, I said the same thing about Scott Gordon. I didn't have any preconceived notions about Scott Gordon going in. I let his work speak for him you know at first I was totally neutral to the guy and by the time he fucking you know season ended god I wanted him out of here so I'm gonna do the same with Vigneault you know I'm, we're probably gonna talk about this obviously for the next five years while he's here on his uh 25 million dollar contract but you know it, it is what it is and I think right now I don't mind it maybe come December if he's fucking everything up that's a different story but for the time being give the guy a shot
1: yeah uh, I mean five years so I mean I'm gonna say for myself, for the first at least year or two, um, it's gonna be hard for me to criticize the coach. And I think now that the you know Fletcher has his coach here, um, I think now the uh, everybody's eyes will start to turn to the roster. Um, you know who's not playing under the new coach, who's not playing well, who can't get their shit together. I think now, you know, between um, this point and and I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw a number out in the next two years. You're probably going to see some names moved from the roster. I don't know who. I'm not going to speculate. But you know, now that the coach is in place, the GM is in place, the next step is, is the roster. So I, I'm interested to see what goes on here. Um, like I said earlier, it could have been a lot worse than Elaine Vigneault. Uh, at least he has a, somewhat of a proven track record. Um, I mean, it, he if he and you know people want to say, well, he inherits good teams, well. He wins with them, you know. It could easily, could easily go the other way. Um, so the fact that he wins with a good team, I mean, how, how can you be upset with that, you know? <laughs> um, and then you have the people out there, uh, you know. Uh, this is, I love this one. Like, oh, don't, don't. As long as they're not a former flyer, like no more former flyers. Well, guess what? You got Baruby in the playoffs. You got a former coach, Laviolette, in the playoffs. Uh, who else? There's one more guy. I can't remember his name. Ah, uh, oh, never mind, Taka just missed. But, but I mean, okay, they didn't get a former flyer, and people are still, you know, kind of bitching. All right, well, what do you want? You can't make everybody happy all the time.
0: They're going to bitch no matter what. That's it's just what fucking flyer's Twitter is these days. Don't worry, I'll go off on that in a little while, boys and girls. Go. <laughs> we, got, we got stuff planned for that. But, yeah, I, I think Alain Vigneault's the guy. But you said an important thing, it's about the roster. And quite frankly, for me, that's what this summer was always about, is the roster. You know, no matter who you put behind the bench, the most important thing they have to do is fix this goddamn roster. You know, it's about addition at this point. And sure, if you want to, you know, make a bombshell move, we kind of talked about this on the OB podcast last night, you know, about people's opinions on guys like Voracek and such. And I don't even want to open that can of worms right now, but. Uh, for the time being, it's about adding, and it's about landing that big fish this summer, and uh, you know whether it's a Carlson or you know Panarin or you know whoever else there is. And I'm sure no matter what happens, people are gonna bitch, but that's what it comes down to right now: is is making this a competitive roster. Um, I think that adding you know a, a few key pieces could really take this team far, no matter who the coach is, and that's the most important part.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, we looked at the roster before this season started, and, and I, I know for myself, I was I was really excited before the season started. I expected bigger things. I mean, we've talked about it on, on previous shows. Um, but, you know, they, they didn't have the coach, and, and, you know, they need at least one or two more pieces. Like like we've been saying all year, they, they have pieces. You know, if they, if they can go out and get someone to stir everything together, uh, maybe put a, maybe they add a guy on the back end. This could be interesting. It could be an interesting year next year. Um, damn, I can't believe we're talking about next year right now, man. I just expected, I just expected so much this year. April seventeenth, and we're talking about next season. So it was just such a waste of a year, man. But you know, a new a new page, a new era. Chuck Fletcher, Elaine Vigneault. Um, you know, hopefully, there's positive things to look forward to, and 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 we'll see. You know, you can only be optimistic right now. You know.
0: Yeah, I think that's, the word is optimistic, because there's no reason to dwell on on what could be or what has been. I think, you know, it is a new era, and hopefully this new era has a good summer and brings things in, and, uh, you know, we can be positive moving forward. I think my biggest worry right now is that they have not said one way or another what they're doing with uh, Le Perrier and Chris Noblat. Ah, um, oh, you know
1: what? I forgot about that. They that, didn't even.
0: Uh, Fletcher essentially said that they're gonna, you know, work with them and, and see what happens. Uh, that to me, me is bigger than what they brought in for a head coach. Anyways, if these two numbskulls are still around,
1: that would be uh, a mistake.
0: Yeah, I, I think, especially you know, Scott Gordon was really the only thing that saved the penalty kill for years now, and uh, now that he's out of the picture, uh, having Lapierre back there to you know do what he was doing for years and failing miserably at it needs to stop. And that, that to me, is the more important thing this summer, you know, besides just finding head coach, is finding a goddamn couple assistants that know what the hell they're doing.
1: Yeah, I I mean, hey, I I didn't see what happened to uh, Scott Gordon. Did he go back with the Phantoms, or is he looking for a job?
0: I think he's in limbo right now. I don't think he's... I think he's going to look for an NHL job, but then he may have to go back to the Phantoms if nobody wants him.
1: Okay, yeah, I guess that's fair. Um... Yeah, so I mean, Elaine Vigneault. I mean, I can't remember the last time the Flyers had 100 points, but uh, since 2006-2007, he's only he's failed to score 100 points in a season uh, only three times, and that's not counting the lockout year. So I mean, he, he's consistent. He wins. Um, he's been to the conference finals here. Let me see. Uh, three times. I'm sorry. Once. Twice, yeah. I mean, he's been to the Stanley Cup twice. Com- lost in the conference finals with New York, so he's been to the conference finals uh, three times. I mean, the guy can win. He just, you know, it's uh, like you, like you, like we're seeing that with Tampa Bay getting blown out in the, in the first round. I mean, anything can happen in the playoffs. It's just, you know, I think it gets to a point where, you know, a good coach is going up against a good coach. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. You know, and I think two, the two years he lost in the quarterfinals, I think he lost to Quenville. Which that's the guy that we wanted. So I mean, I think we got a good coach here, and I, and you know, like we said, uh, you can only be optimistic. Um, I'm excited.
0: Last time the Flyers scored 100 points was 2011-2012. That's crazy, man. And they've only had 300 point seasons since the lockout.
1: I think I saw something a while back since Homer took over. Good uh, Lord. Yeah, it's been a while, man. I mean, it seems like they've had some good years, but they haven't really had great years, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. One, two, three, four, four times in five years before the lockout at the at the 2000. So yeah. that's five since 2005, and then three since. Good lord.
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy wins. He he tied he tied his own wins record with Vancouver. He set the wins record in 2006, 2007, which was his first year. Um, He he got the same amount of wins in 2009-2010, and I think uh, that's when they lost to the Blackhawks in the second round. Uh, Then after that 54-51 wins, I mean, he he wins. He wins during – I mean, it helps to have the Sedins and and Roberto Luongo. Um, And then with New York, I think he set the points record or or wins record or or it was the first president's trophy in some odd number of years. So, I mean (sighs) – How can you not be a little bit optimistic? You know, I mean, as a Flyers fan, you know, we got a young team, a lot of young players up. They're still up and coming. I don't think anybody's really peaked yet. Um, Some guys had bad years this year. If Goss' bear is going to be around, I'm expecting Provorov um, to pick his game up a little bit next year. You know, we could have some stuff to look forward to next year
0: yeah i think again goes back to the roster of building you know a roster for Vignoda hold people are going oh he's gonna play the veterans but like what vets do we have anymore like who's the veterans michael roffel like (laughs) you know especially if they add you know a player to in free agency your veteran forward is going to be michael roffel you know on the back end it's going to be McDonald and Hague, uh because I still am not convinced they're going to buy McDonald out. Not
1: um
0: either. So, I mean, even at that point, you know, now if, if we go in the next year and the top defensive pair is Hague and McDonald, Dan the Flyer <laughs> fan's is going to be fucking unhappy. But, you know, unless he favors Moran, that could be good for me. But, hey, uh we'll worry about that, you know, in the top. Hey, he I'm, might. He's, he likes, might.
1: Uh, he, not for really he really might. I, I'm looking at a thing here. Uh I mean, this was a while back, though, but, uh, you know, Willie Mitchell, the stay-at-home defenseman, he, he really favored a guy like Will, uh, Willie Mitchell. I mean, he, he was originally known as a defensive coach, you know, when he first came into the NHL. So, you know, and, and they need, the Flyers need a stay-at-home defensive guy. So he, he, he really might, might. He really God. might favor Sam
0: I haven't heard the name Willie Mitchell in years. What's he doing these days? He <laughs> how,
1: how how to know? be
0: like 55 right now, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. He's got to be pretty old, man. Willie Mitchell. Willie Mitchell. I just remember him from playing with the Wild. I don't remember him on the Canucks.
0: I remember him as a Panther and the King, but I don't remember. Yeah.
1: Him. He's he fo- He's only 41? Jesus god. He might have went to uh Florida with Luongo. He's uh he
0: so devil. uh with the Wild for a while, spent 16 games with the Stars. Was in Vancouver from 2006 to 2010. And then he spent 3 years with the Kings and 2 years with the Panthers before he retired. It's only 41. Hmm. I thought he was, like, super old when he was playing. Really? Hmm. I don't know. What the fuck were you talking about? Uh, Elaine. Elaine Vigneault. That's right. More importantly, hey, I'm going to have to learn how to spell his name, and that is going to bother me for a while.
1: Yeah, well, I'm looking at. Vigneault. Since 2000. I'm sorry. Since 2006, 2007, he won his division every single year except one. Two, three, four—I mean, five times since 2006, 2007 to 2017, 2018—he won the division every year except for five times, and two of the times he finished—I'm sorry—one of the times he finished second. So second or better in every year except four—that's pretty damn good.
0: Yeah. I, again, I don't know what people are so worried about. I, I think I think no matter who they picked, people were going to tear him apart. So yeah. it's just—it's just. It's just fodder at this point who cares what anybody says i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a chance because i think there's something there i think he was probably one of the better options you know after quinville so i don't know why everybody's so goddamn mad but
1: i don't think there's a reason to be mad
0: it's maybe you know in a year from now if shit hits the fan and nothing changes then i'll be mad but right now who cares
1: yeah let's wait and see let's find out Let me me ask you, who was your ideal hire? Who did did you hope that they would go after? Jeez.
0: See, there's the thing. I didn't really have an ideal guy. You know, I think after Q, it was kind of like, well, shit, what do you do now? You know, and, and every, again, everybody had their noticeable flaws. You know, whether it was uh, somebody with unknown. Uh, potential like, you know, Sheldon Keefe or whether it was some fucking disaster like Dan Bilesma or, you know, anybody in between, you know, you can make a case for anybody and you can destroy a case for anybody. So I didn't really have anybody in mind other than Q. So, you know, it's not like I was disappointed that they signed Vigneault. It's just, it is what it is. You know, I, I think he was again, one of the better options out there, not named Quinville. Um Obviously it sucks that he turned on us, but Hey, it is what it is. And you know, Vigneault here and let's give this guy a chance.
1: Uh, good points. Really good points. Yeah. I didn't necessarily have a, you know, a favorite either. I mean, I me- I mentioned some guys but you know, like you said, they all have their flaws, and, and that's the thing. None of these guys are, are perfect. They all have, you know, different styles of play, and everybody has their own preference. But you know, Fletcher said uh, during his news conference, the biggest thing he wanted to change with this team is the mindset. So they brought in a guy like Alain Vigneault, proven winner. You know, it, people want to bring up, uh, you know, he might be soft, uh, blah blah blah. He let's the vets run the room. You know that's fine. Let's see. These are they're big boys. So, you know, let them let them go and let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's it's again. It's just it's just a matter of wait and see here. There's so many people that already have the Flyers losing and sucking, and and Vigneault's gonna be terrible and this and that. And it's, it's, fuck, you know how <laughs> how can you write somebody off already? I yeah, think, I guess you know, what I'm, I'm I just, sorry. Pe- I just think people want to be angry about something, and Alain Vigneault can be their uh, scapegoat for a little while.
1: Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if if they if they don't pan out, if this doesn't work, it's not going to be because of Alain Vigneault. It's going to be because of the roster, uh, you know, the current roster, some of the current players on the roster. Now, I, I got to say, I think you know we're going to see some shakeups. You know, that I don't, I can't see the Flyers signing guys like Carlson and Panarin um, I just don't see it, you know. I, I see Panarin going to a like a New York, uh, Florida, like a bigger market, you know. Um, not that Florida is a bigger market, but obviously, they, you know, they're they're an attractive place to play, to uh, attractive place for players and apparently coaches. Um, I just don't see it, and and after those two names, it kind of drops significantly. Um, so I, as far as free agency, I don't know what they're going to do there, but I. I, I do think that they may make some you know, roster shake-up kind of trades.
0: Yeah, and I totally agree with that, actually. I think a majority of the changes this summer are going to be via trade. Um, I think while it's going to be nice to dream about Eric Carlson, I think that's a wet dream at this point, and I don't think it's going to happen. Um, it would be nice, but I think he's either going to stay in San Jose because they're going to get quite a bit of cap cleared out once Thornton and Pavelski. And uh, they had some other big name player coming off the books. I don't remember who it was, but I think it was Couture. I, I think, think it's Couture. Couture. Uh, now we have to see here. It was Pavelski, Thornton. Yeah. I can't. Sharks cap friendly. Um, let's see here. They had somebody Thornton, Pavelski, Eric Carlson. Well, maybe they didn't have anybody big on the Bucks. Hmm. Giannis hmm. Donskoye, but he's only 1.9 mil. Gustav Nyquist is 3.3. There's no way they're going to re-sign him. No. So.
1: Yeah, that should be interesting, especially if they get bounced in the first round, man. And, you know, on the last show, we talked about Martin Jones looking terrible. He looks pretty terrible. But on the flip side, that, that second line, quote-unquote second line for Vegas is unstoppable, man.
0: Yeah, Vegas is... Uh, well, let's talk playoffs now. I think I've said all I need to say about Vignol. Yeah. A uh, little bit of... Well, actually, it's talk, some news broke about half an hour ago. Sean Couturier uh, snubbed in the Selkie voting. I believe it was Mark Stone, Patrice Bergeron, and Ryan O'Reilly are the three. Uh, three deserving players. Obviously, Bergeron's always going to be included in that. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with the Flyers not making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I would say that that's probably the only reason. I mean, uh, if uh, – I don't know, man. Like, Bergeron, you knew was going to be in there. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly had a hell of a year. And then uh, the third guy, Mark Stone. So, I mean, if he wasn't on Vegas, would he be in there, you think?
0: See, that's an interesting one. If he stayed in Ottawa, do you think he's still there? I no. don't know.
1: Absolutely. Ottawa, I, I mean, I – I don't think so. No, I mean, I'd be the last place team with a with a selkie guy. Like, see, I don't know. That's when I saw his name, I was kind of like, huh, that's kind of interesting. Like, he went from a shitty team to a good team, and now automatically he's a tro- selkie trokey. trophy. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I can't Close enough. Selfie trophy, right? No selfie trophy candidate, Mark Stone. Like, I don't know. It just seemed a little fishy to me. I mean, it's. I guess he deserves. He's a good player. He's playing really well now, but. You know, Kutz was he, he had a consistent year all year long. Um, he was in there last year. All of a sudden, he's not a candidate anymore. Like, come on, he's he's a hell of a player. He's a, you know he's a great leader. Plays well offensively, defensively, obviously. I think it is a snub, honestly, because I'm not sure why Mark Stone is is in there, having switched teams. And I'm not you know holding that against him, but you know if he was on the Senators, which he was for probably three quarters of the year, would he be in there? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a snub one way or another. Um, obviously, Katuri had a slow start to the year, but came back and... and uh, you know. Yeah, so let's talk about the playoffs... Uh because two things quite wild happened last night. The Tampa Bay Lightning got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets in the first round, and then the Pittsburgh Penguins got slept, swept by the Islanders in the first round. <laughs> I'm
1: rubbing off, you, yeah, Dean? what the fuck's going on here tonight? <laughs>
0: they got slept and swept and trokies and all kinds of shit going on here. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm more baffled that. Tampa Bay lost. I think it's the greatest goddamn thing in the world that Pittsburgh and Tampa are out. But my God, what the hell? Columbus was on them. I believe Tampa had like a 3-0 lead in the first 10 minutes of game one. And then after that, Columbus was on them the entire series and didn't let up once.
1: I mean, how much fun was that to see? I mean, it was like David versus Goliath, but it was like a total beatdown of Goliath. Like... The Lightning didn't score more than three – like the highest scoring team in the regular season by like 30 – I think it was 35, 36 goals. Three goals, one goal, one goal, three goals, and they just got thoroughly dominated after that first period of game one. Columbus never let up. It was one of the, the greatest things I've ever seen.
0: It was, it was it was solid work by a team that i was not expecting to do anything you know oh, no. I, I did not want columbus to make the playoffs cuz i thought it would be fun to watch you know the franchise implode after inqu- uh, acquiring all those players at the deadline and they barely snuck in and i'm like oh well that's okay they're going to get crushed by tampa oh no <laughs> <laughs> they, they crushed tampa um so you yeah, know that's an interesting one going back to our predictions from last week You, Michael, and Brian had Tampa Bay sweeping Columbus, and I had Tampa in five.
1: Uh, So you won that one because you gave them a game.
0: (laughs) At least I gave Columbus (laughs) a game. And I believe I said that was giving them too much credit. So,
1: uh, hey, we were all wrong on that one. That's (laughs) insane, man. Hey, before, I mean, uh, how about John Cooper, man? Have you you watched any of his post-game interviews? I did not. That guy is a fucking tool, dude. He might be worse than Dave Hackstall. like... (laughs) Dude, he's such an arrogant son of a bitch, dude. And he looks like such an asshole now. Like he would, I mean, he would come on there. He would be nice and cool and calm. Like, dude, you just blew a three nothing lead. Okay, I know you're the best regular season team. You know, let's not panic yet. One game, come out the next game thoroughly dominated. And he's just, he's just talk. You know, he just, he's too cool for school kind of thing. You know, like, oh, I'm not worried about it. We'll come back down three nothing. Dude, I loved it. Just to see his face after the game. He's such an arrogant son of a bitch. He's going to be fired, dude. There's no way that you can accept that because they just got dominated.
0: They just re-signed him like Did they really? I think it was a three-year extension like a month ago.
1: Dude, oh, my God. That's insane, man. I don't know how they can come back with him because he, he got embarrassed.
0: John Cooper extension. See if I can find the date here. March 26th.
1: They Holy resigned. shit. Not even a month ago.
0: Again. That's embarrassing, dude. So, uh, who knows? I mean, I don't know if he gets fired, but I wouldn't be surprised. But I wouldn't be surprised if he stays either. But, man, Tampa, <laughs> this was probably their year. Uh, You know, NHL teams really aren't built to last long term anymore because of the salary cap and tampa's one of those teams that has used pretty much every dollar of the salary cap they possibly can Um, i believe they've got some uh players leaving this summer that aren't going to pull them up here uh they got uh cedric paquette they got brain point they need to resign they're gonna lose strawman coburn girardi and jan ruda On defense. Entire Uh, defense, almost. (laughs) Yeah, four of their (laughs) six regulars are going to be... They've got Hedman and McDonough each signed long-term. But this is a team that, you know, they have uh, $1.4 million in cap space right now. So, you know, they still have a vast majority of the core together. Stam and... Uh, Johnson, Kucherov, you know, players like that McDonough and Hedman are there as well, so, you know, they still have that but they're going to lose their pretty decent supporting cast, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Braden Point Uh, if anybody offersheets him, I still don't think anybody, whether Marner, Point, or uh, somebody else, somebody was talking about offersheeting too, I don't remember who it was, but I I don't know if offersheets are going to happen this year, but this would be the year that things could happen, you know, you can probably get Point, I I think Tampa, they're going to have a decent amount of cap space, I think, but they have a lot of players to resign. They have to fix their whole defense score. Yeah, should be yeah. Four point five for Strawman, three point seven for Coburn, three for Girardi, and
1: two point two for Jan Ruda. Um, So, and you know what? Because I think in a lot of conversations, I think um, you know the everyone's saying the game is changing, and and it is to more speed and and skill players, things like that. Well. If you look at Tampa Bay's roster, that's pretty much all they are. Is speed and skill and yeah. you know that that's great. But you're matched up against uh, a coach like John Tortorella and, and you have guys uh, on Columbus like heart and soul type players who go out there and sacrifice their body. You know, they may not score 30, 40 goals a season, but they'll go out and they'll beat they'll beat the hell out of you. Like if you watched uh, watched game 2, their game plan was to beat up Victor Hedman. And to and he didn't play the rest of the series. Every shift he was out there, he's, he plays at least 25, 30 minutes a game. He was getting hit every single shift. And, and that was a game plan. At least to me, that's what it looked like. Um, you know, and I think, you know, in today's game, we're starting to – we're definitely getting getting away from, you know, obviously the tough guy, the goon, blah, blah, blah. But now you have to start looking at guys like Nick Foligno, I think, and Brandon Dubinsky and, and players like that who do the little things – um, to, to wear down a team like Tampa Bay. And that's exactly what they did. After game one, I think Tampa Bay was a little shell-shocked, and Columbus came right back out and didn't let up with the physicality. Um, they couldn't get near Bobrovsky, in, in, at least in game two. Like uh, I, rem- I remember uh, there was an instance where Kucherov was laying flat on his back. That's the NHL leading scorer, flat on his back, and not one – uh, person on the Lightning team skated over to to see if he was okay or to even help him out, like fight back. And, and in that moment for me, I was like, hmm, Columbus could surprise him here. And they swept him. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, it's one thing when you're the Tampa Bay Lightning and you're dancing around teams like the Flyers and the Devils all season long, you know, and you're just flat out, you know, outscoring people. But when you get to the playoffs and you're facing these chippy teams, I mean, the team, they lost to Columbus this year, they lost to the Capitals last year, they lost to Penguins in 15-16, they lost to Chicago in 14-15, and they got swept by the Canadians in 13-14. It's like, those are all powerhouse teams that were very physical, And for the most part, that is something that Tampa Bay lacks. And, you know, they've done it year after year now. They go in, and they may be able to finesse some teams, but you're going to face that physicality sooner or later that this group is not equipped to deal with. And uh, it's been the downfall of the Lightning for a couple years now. And I think you can have as many scorers on the team as you want, but if you cannot get in a position to score, you know, they're worthless. 100%
1: agree, yeah. Uh, You couldn't... Columbus couldn't have played Tampa Bay any better. They played them perfectly. Yes. They, they shell-shocked them, and they didn't let up. And, you know, I, I got to credit Tortorella. I, I love Tortorella as a coach. I know a lot of people kind of don't like that uh, style of coaching. But, um, you know, it, the players play like the coach coaches, or they take on the coach's personality. We saw that here with Hackstall. Uh, you know, we saw it, I think, with Gordon a little bit. Um, but – The way Tortorella coaches, the way he talks to his players, I think you're seeing it on the ice. They work.
0: Yeah, it's been, uh, it's, it's, I, (laughs) I don't like torts, but I love John Tortorella, if you know what I mean. He's just, he's he's fantastic. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about the other series, maybe more ones that the Flyers fans will appreciate. The Islanders! swept the penguins now this go- going in this is by far my least favorite series one that i didn't give a single shit about because i can't stand out one of these teams but uh the islanders my god they uh, again much much like columbus did to tampa they just didn't let up you know the whole series and uh you know i was <laughs> the islanders under barry trotz are doing something incredible and, hey, it proves that if you have a good coach, you don't know, it doesn't matter who they have. You know, they're fucking half their team is made up of, like, fringe NHLers. And they're still kicking ass and taking names. And they've been doing that all season long. So, you know, good goaltending and a decent coach. Maybe there's uh, something to what the Islanders are doing right now.
1: Yeah, I think they have a lot of guys with something to prove, you know. And I think, you know, losing Tavares, uh, who's an amazing, incredible talent, um, losing Tavares and and you know everybody was kind of laughing at the Islanders in the, in the summertime. I know I was. Yeah. Um, I guess they kind of pulled together. They they went and got a, a coach, a Stanley Cup coach, and uh, I mean there is some talent on this team, but nobody that you're going to be like, huh? I'm afraid of this guy or I'm afraid of that guy. You know, uh, the kid that won the Calder last year is a pretty decent player, but you know they they're playing a good system. You know, I'm looking at the scores here, four three. Three one four one. The Penguins scored five goals in this series. They they didn't score over... They scored a goal in, in uh, game two, game three, game four. What if... Like, if you're watching that series as a Penguins fan, which I, I love, like, how boring... Like, that was so boring to watch. It had to be.
0: I mean, you look at their roster. Tom Kuhn-Hockel, uh, Ross mm-hmm. Johnston, Matt Martin, Valtteri Filippa, Leo Kamarov, <laughs> Casey Zizekas, Cal Clutterbuck, like... <laughs> This is, uh, it's like three of their lines are just nothing. But they're doing it because they have a good system in place and some solid goaltending. It's amazing. It's it's incredible. And more importantly, I think we're at that point in time where the decline for the Penguins is becoming very noticeable. Uh, The end of their dominance uh, for over a decade now is, is, is starting to come to an end. I think they're getting desperate you know there's been, there was a lot of talk about Malkin, you know, not carrying the team in the playoffs and such and you know I think Crosby's probably going to be good for quite a few more years but you know the team around him, you know, they're pretty strapped for cash and when you're strapped for cash and your star players aren't as good as they once were, you know, things are going to start going downhill pretty quick for the penguins, I figure.
1: They'll probably be bankrupt in what four or five
0: years. I hope so.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> They um, have they have two
0: hundred ninety four thousand dollars in cap space right now.
1: Yeah, good. Fuck them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about time, man, because I feel like they're they've been they're always adding players like from from the um, you know when the Flyers were decent, adding they were adding Bill Guerin and then fucking Marion Hosa. They were always getting somebody. You know what I mean? So they you know they deserve this kind of shit. Fucking trading for uh, Nick add at the deadline, whatever. Good or or, or good Bronson. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Did you read this? I don't
0: know. There was a tweet. I don't know if I can find it, but there was a thing on your Bronson, Like he hasn't made the playoffs since he was playing midgets or something like that. <laughs> like, he are you kidding? Got, so, he hasn't. Yeah. Like missed, like, and got eliminated in every round of the play. I see if I can find that tweet. So he's just a loser. Brons. Yeah. Well, more. I mean, he's on the penguins. So of course he's a loser, but uh, I don't know if I can find that tweet now. As Not going to say step. that Eric Branson is cursed, but he remains without a playoff series win in the NHL, AHL, and OHL levels. His most noteworthy international experience is part of the twenty twelve or twenty eleven uh, World Juniors, where he collapsed versus Russia. He hasn't played eight playoff games since mid minor midget. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's good. Yeah. I believe Hopefully. he's with the Penguins for a couple more years too. Yeah, good. Uh yeah, he's uh two more years with the Penguins at four million dollars nonetheless. Christ, Christ good for them. nice yeah. trade. Four more years of Jack Johnson at three point two million. Two more years of Erica Branson at four million. They got, jeez, what a fucking disaster. Oh well, who cares? Nice. Uh, some other playoff news. Where did that tab go? Uh, there it is. Uh, Winnipeg, St. Louis tied 2-2 in what has been a very entertaining series. Nashville is leading Dallas 2-1. The series was uh, very hotly contested thus far. Colorado, uh, Calgary, Colorado's up 2-1. That has been a fucking uh, mental series right there. (laughs) Colorado is just stomping Calgary into the ground, which is interesting. Vegas up 3-1 on San Jose, which is good. They're my... uh, pick to win the Cups. It's going to be sad to see San Jose lose because I think that this was you know, this was one of their last shots as well to really make things happen, but uh, Vegas was my Cup contender, so there you go. Washington up 2-1 on, uh, on Carolina. However, Carolina crushed them in Game 3 at home, so I don't know if they played tonight or not. I can look at the schedule in a minute, but not tomorrow. They play tomorrow. Tomorrow, and then uh, Toronto is up 2-1 on Boston. What are your thoughts on the rest of these uh, playoff series here?
1: So I'll, I'll finish up the East over here. So Toronto, Boston—that's been a fun series. That was, I was—I think the last game I watched it was Game Three. Uh, it was back and forth pretty much the entire game. I think Toronto ended up pulling it out. They're down four to two tonight. Uh, second periods wrapping up. Um, so you know if that score stays the same, that'll be tied up at two. That's a really fun series. Uh, huge rivalry. Uh, Who would we miss in the East? Was that it? One, two. Yeah, the
0: other two are uh, finished already. Yep.
1: Yeah, okay um oh the, the caps and uh hurricanes uh I, to be honest with you i haven't watched much of this series uh i saw michael ferland got ejected for a bogus uh, on a bogus call um and then i saw the uh the ovechkin fight so i mean the next game that should be a fun game to watch there should be a lot of bad blood there um let me see let me go to the west here West we got Winnipeg and St. Louis. I mean two heavyweights, if you ask me. Uh what's that series? Two two. The away team has won every game in that series, so it's gone I think back to uh Winnipeg now, is that correct? Yep. Yeah, so I mean someone's gotta win at home. You know, let's, let's see. It's now a best of uh best of three series. Um I'm still gonna stay with Winnipeg, I think. It should that should be fun. And then uh you know what, Calgary and Colorado, part of me. Really wanted to pick Colorado as an upset, but I just couldn't get past that one line. They're a one-line team. And, you know, what's crazy is if that one line gets going, like they're almost unstoppable. unstoppable. Yeah. And Nathan McKinnon was absolutely on fire in game three. Now, having said that, I can't see Calgary letting the same thing happen twice. Um, so I think they played tonight. Um, it should be interesting to see. I'm excited to watch that one. Um, for San Jose and Vegas, I, I really expected a lot more from San Jose, um, and I expected a little bit less from from uh, Vegas, to tell you the truth. But that second line, it, like, what they've been able to do in two years is absolutely amazing. Like, last year it was kind of like, okay, like, the Bad News Bears, like, the, you know, a bunch of scrappy guys, they made it to the Stanley Cup final. This is a legit team now. like yes. They have Max Pacioretty, Paul Stastny, and, and Mark Stone as a second line, and they're absolutely on fire. Uh, it's I feel like every time a period starts, they're scoring a goal. It's it's insane. Um, so the Sharks came out in uh, game 1-5-2. It looked like it was going to be a series, and then you know the next three games, Vegas just came out and stomped them. Like the, the Sharks cannot stop Vegas from scoring, and you know you guys brought up uh, in the last show that the goaltending of San Jose could ultimately uh, do them in, and it they look bad. I think they even started Aaron Dell in a game or two this in the in the series. And um, yeah, that's I think uh, Vegas is going to take that in five. It looks like. Um, did I miss any? Oh, uh, Nashville and Dallas. So. That's 2-1 to one Nashville, I think. That's actually been a pretty closely contested series, a one-goal game in each game. Uh, Dallas is up 4-0 tonight. So, you know, barring something insane, uh, it's only the first period. Holy shit. <sighs> so, I mean, uh, unless Nashville can come back, uh, that looks like it's going to go 2-2 into Nashville on Saturday.
0: Yeah, the Bruins are up 4-2 on the Leafs at the end of the second as well, which would uh, tie that series up. So... It's a, it's been a good first round this far. You know, you got the two ama- incredible sweeps of uh, Tampa and Pittsburgh and then the rest of the series are at least entertaining in some way. You know, you got again the heavyweights in St. Louis and Winnipeg are are uh, playing really well. You got a hotly contested Nashville-Dallas series. Man, that uh, Colorado-Calgary series. I believe Colorado came out in game 1 and crushed them and then Colorado, man. They're a one-line team, but they're a really good one <laughs> yeah. team. Hell yeah! Oh my god, McKinnon! Uh, Jesus Christ, now I won't be able to think of the other three off the top of my head. R- Rant- McKinnon, and Landis Landeskog. Rant- Rant- there you go, yep. Rant- And By the way, Gritty is hitting on Kim Kardashian on Twitter. All right. Okay, that's don't that's I don't need to see that stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway. <Gritty. laughs> that'd uh, be a good segue there <laughs> <you fucking hell. laughs> Flyers on twitter yeah let's let you know, let's jump on that we're uh what time is what it? do you got man we're gonna talk about something that is actually
1: been, i'm actually a little afraid here
0: i well I don't care we're, <laughs> we're i don't know what's go, I don't know what's coming well that's good. I, frankly I don't either we're gonna talk <laughs> This has been in the notes for a couple weeks now. And uh, now I've ranted about Flyers Twitter for a couple weeks, but never this particular topic. We're going to talk about something called fan policing. Knock it off. Now, for those of you who don't know what that means, you're essentially telling people how to be fans. You're telling other fans that their fandom is wrong and the way you do it is right. And it fucking drives me crazy. Especially in the way that we fucking find ourselves in in Flyers Twitter today. You people are fucking terrible. Okay, let people have their opinions. Yes, people are dumb. You have your section of Flyers Twitter that is dumb as shit. Alright, I see it every day. But talking down to people and being condescending doesn't fix anything. It's annoying and you look like an asshole. It's so fucking annoying opening twitter all the time and seeing well the fans are doing this and i'm a good because i think this fuck every day
1: (laughs) i I like the people that you know you can't say anything bad about the flyers they start sticking up for guys like ron hextall and dave haxtell and i'm like what like come on dude you know that they were trash like how are you gonna try to tell me that they were good and that i'm a jackass
0: I don't know why so many people have a holier-than-thou complex these days, but they do. And it's just... Fuck. I see these tweets just every fucking day, and every time they make a decision, it was, what the hell happened a couple weeks ago when they fired uh, Gordon? Oh, well, most fans think Gordon is this and that, and then they bring it Well, I'm right about my opinion on Elaine Vigneault because I read an article once. Oh, great. <laughs> fucking fantastic. Make your own goddamn opinions. I said it right. already. I'm not going to judge Lane Vigneault yet. See what the fuck he does on the ice here. I don't give a shit what he did in Vancouver or New York. You exactly. know, shit was hitting the fan in New York when he was there. It's not his fault they didn't supply him with talent. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it drives me fucking crazy. Like, who are you to tell me? And that's the other thing. When people tell me what I can and can't get angry about, fuck you. I'm Dan <laughs> the Flyer fan. Damn it. I'm going to get angry about whatever I want to get angry about.
1: Hey, this is America. If you want to start a show called The "Angry Negative Show," go ahead yeah, and leave me start alone. your
0: own goddamn angry and negative show, and then I'll
1: sue you for copyright infringement. <laughs> Wait, is this copyrighted?
0: It's gonna be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now we, have to, now we have to do
0: something here before somebody takes the idea. <laughs>
1: oh, fuck. I that fly Twitter. Yeah, I'll go on there in the mornings. You know, add my two cents, and then you know I'm in a I'm in a thread. I don't even know if I want to bring this thread up. Oh,
0: go for it. Because I'm sure sometime- there's like 50 people in it, so I'm sure some of these listeners have to be in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's like there's not even hockey going on, and I'm like, whoa, how do I back out of this, you know? Um, but, you know, everybody has their opinion, and and I appreciate that. I, I like to hear other people's opinions. Um, I, I think it's really interesting to see what other, you know, to find out what other people see, you know, different perspectives. And then... You know, and then I wonder, huh? They're seeing that. How come I'm not seeing that? And then I'm like, oh, because I'm not an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, but it's true. You know, <laughs> I mean, some stuff. I'm like, damn. Are are you watching the same shit that I'm watching here? And then it's like, God forbid, I say something. It's like, uh, you know, uh, whatever. But you know what I mean there.
0: There was a time early on when I used to argue with people on Twitter. And then the past few years is just like, why fucking bother? Yeah. Who could possibly care what anybody else's fucking opinion on the Flyers are? I don't yeah. care. If you're going to say something stupid, that's fine. But leave me out of it. <laughs> don't tell me that you're right and I'm wrong because chances are that's not what's happening!
1: <laughs> God. We're always goddamn right on this show, okay? If you haven't figured that out by now.
0: I'm always right!
1: It's the whole
0: gimmick here.
1: The Right and Right show.
0: The Right and Right show. <laughs> <sighs> the Danny Flyer fan and Angry Jim are always right and everybody else is wrong, show. Yes. It doesn't roll to Tongue as nice as Angry and Negative, but it's fucking true.
1: Copyright it. Trademark.
0: Trademark everything. You Fuckers. Flyers Twitter sucks is the moral of the story, everybody. You all suck. Knock it off. Let's just all be fucking happy. Why are we arguing in April about the Flyers anyway? Fuck. None of the playoffs. They sucked for six months, and I heard people bitch about it for fucking six months. They hired a coach. Probably won't have much news now until the draft, unless they change up the assistant coaches. So let's just, let's all be happy, huh? Let's fucking hold hands and sing Kumbaya for a little while. I'll oh, hold hands.
1: I could use it. Yeah, let's give hugs. I could use a hug.
0: Sure. Let's go. <laughs> Twitter page coming up soon. Flyers need hugs.
1: Oh, there we go. Oh,
0: gosh. I'm, fucking... I'm sure somebody will be like, Well, Daniel, hugs are bad, Daniel. And I'm
1: fucking... <laughs> you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. This
0: is my opinion, which means I'm right and you're
1: wrong. <laughs> Fuck. Flyers Twitter. Are you a are you a butt out kind of guy when you hug or a butt in? Pardon me. <laughs> you know some some guys. You know they they'd stick the butt out. They do. <laughs> they don't want to get too close. Uh, 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 what? <laughs> I'm just I'm just wanting to know. People want to know. Butt
0: on hugs. I don't know. I'm gonna have to take notice next time I hug somebody.
1: Yeah, look for it. Now you'll look for it. Yeah, that guy's a butt out hugger. <laughs> <laughs> butt out or butt in? You didn't know there was different ways to hug, did you? Oh God. You could actually be doing it wrong.
0: Oh, well, of course, Flyers tutor would be all over me for that too. <laughs> oh, damn the flyer fan! He's a butt out kind of guy.
1: <laughs> oh shit! That's the most I left all day. Uh, and I had a, and I had a good day.
0: Well, that's good. That's that's good. I'm glad somebody had a good day. I was on Flyers Twitter today, so nothing was good.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, what the fuck else? Do we cover everything? Uh, uh, I don't. I didn't take any notes for this show. I haven't taken notes for a show in weeks at this point.
1: Yeah, I could talk. I could talk playoffs uh, all day long. Want to talk but some
0: playoffs? What? Let's talk some playoffs. Let's talk some predictions here. Let's go over our predictions. Dude, I'm gonna have
1: to revise. I think my entire bracket.
0: Uh, the Boston-Toronto series, I had Boston 7, you had Toronto in 7. As of right now, it looks like that series will probably make it the distance. Uh, Boston is up now, and if they stay up, it'll be 2-2. So, uh, Washington-Carolina, I had Carolina in 7. You had Washington in 6, which could lean your favor unless Carolina jumps back in it. Uh, Nashville-Dallas, I had... Uh, Nashville in six. You had Dallas in six, which that's uh, probably not going to happen. Yeah, maybe Nashville in six, but okay. uh, Dallas will need to come back. Uh, Winnipeg, St. Louis. I had Winnipeg in seven. You had Winnipeg in six. Uh, I
1: think. The- I if I mean I think St. Louis is going to win that one. And I think they're going to come back and win that one. Uh, I still want Winnipeg to win in seven, but you know, just watching St. Louis play, they they got a real shot to win that one.
0: I think that series will probably go the distance. I think they'll get eh. to seven games. Uh, Calgary, Colorado—that was <laughs> that was a clean sweep in Calgary for all four of us. You had them in six, and I had them in five, uh, which uh, is not going to happen. No. So
1: I—I uh, I don't even know if Calgary is going to win. I watched—I watched, I, I watched Cal, uh, Colorado play a lot this year. I mean, they were—they were, they were kind of hot. I mean, they weren't even hot and cold. They're a legit one-line team. When yes. that one line's out there, they're hot. When the other three lines are out there, they suck.
0: It's it's impressive, actually, how much yeah. they rely on that one line versus everybody else.
1: Mm-hmm. I, just, I wonder
0: if I can... Let me pull... Uh, call... Jesus Christ. Call... Or, fuck. Call, <laughs> how do you spell Colorado? C-O-L-O-R-A-D-O. <laughs> yeah. I'm not writing for brotherlypuck.com or anything like that. Not that I selfie selfie yeah. The Trokey. Yeah. <laughs> Selkie Yeah. And they sleep the series. <laughs> what was oh, I even gosh. looking up? Now i got a fucking character.
1: <laughs> Colorado. I think Colorado's roster. Probably Ice Time or something.
0: Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Roaster. No. Jesus Christ, Daniel.
1: Get oh it together, God, man. Just wrap it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a fucking show this is. Uh let's see here. Roster. Uh, uh, great. I don't care where they're from. Fucking Pierre Maguire is on my tw- fucking computer exactly. screen right now. Maguire again. Uh, let's see here. Does it say how many points they had? Uh, Okay. The Colorado Avalanche this season had 687 points collectively from all their players the top 3 McKinnon, Ranton and Landis Cog on that line combined for 261 of those points. Wow. 261 of 687. It's just about a quarter, isn't it? That's impressive. That's almost a third. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, third. God
0: damn. Uh yeah, so that one line is uh actually incredibly amazing. I wonder when one line dominated that much.
1: Like mm. Legion of Doom were they even
0: dominating that much
1: I mean they, I they, might have been it was that line is the entire team cuz without that line i mean it, their their record i think wasn't even that great if you count in if you count the overtime losses as as losses they were like 8 games under 500 i mean they 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 really just kind of snuck into the playoffs there uh, they, if they can upset calgary i think i mean it's tough to say that's a bigger upset than uh columbus over tampa bay just because tampa bay was so good but Colorado, I don't think, is a good team, and Calgary was really played really well this year.
0: Oh uh, man, what year was this? Oh, this was the lockout year. That's why these numbers are so low. Trying to find some Legion of Doom numbers here. Do some comparing. I can't think of a team that was. Oh, yeah, Well, oh no, that was Mark Recchi. What is going on here? Uh, that early. Jesus fucking Christ. 94, 95. No, 95, 96. Were they together in 95, 96? Windross, Leclerc, and Ren- uh, You know what? they pro- uh, I don't know if they would have passed that. Windross had 115, Leclerc had 97, and Renberg had 43. So, let's do some calculations here 115. 97 and 43 is a 255. Uh, so was that lower? About forget, uh, figure out the a, fucking avalanche number
1: one. <laughs> just about the same. I think it was like 261 you said?
0: 99 plus 87 plus 75. That's actually, uh, yeah, seven, seven lower. Six lower, seven lower. Fuck it, I'm not good at math. Can't spell. Can't can't. (laughs) Can't count. Can't spell. Can't fucking do anything. Can't stand. Pads are
1: falling off. (sighs) Playoffs. I got nothing left for playoffs. What do you got? You got something
0: left? Oh, let's fucking see here. We got the Flames Avalanche game yet tonight. Bruins are up 4-2 on the Maple Leafs at the end of two. Predators are getting their asses kicked by the stars. And the first, uh, Capitals Hurricanes, Blues Jets, Sharks, Golden Knights tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, good. Look at that. We're approaching an hour anyway. Right when we're running out of shit to talk about.
1: Perfect. Real quick, uh, I think McClellan got hired by the Kings, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did.
0: After yeah. Buffalo wanted nothing to do with him, that was. <laughs> They're like, thanks, but no thanks. You can go interview with the Kings, and the Kings picked him up. The Kings, See, the Kings need far more than a fucking coach right now. So,
1: yeah, that's and that's an interesting move. You know why? Because Buffalo kind of had a younger team, and uh, McClellan was, I guess, a proven coach with San Jose, right? Yes. Um, I I'm not comparing anything I'm not comparing Vigneault to McClellan um, but the Flyers have a younger team and I don't want to say it's going to turn out the same way but you know
0: you know you know I I know I I know
1: we'll see what happens I'm just I'm just throwing that out there because usually typically he has a roster ready to win and this team underachieved
0: yeah. Again, it comes down to what they add in the summer, and that's up to Chuck Fletcher to uh, to figure this shit out and bring in a couple of key pieces here. Well, that's what I th- yeah I'm
1: yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I think I think that's why that's that's what has to happen next. I think you are going to see a, a remade roster here, or else why bring in Vigneault?
0: Yeah, they clearly have something up their sleeve this summer, and that's uh, essentially what needs to happen. Um. Yeah, you got any uh, plugs to get on
1: here before we wrap this shit up? Uh, I got the Angry Jim podcast back on track. I had uh, Jason Newlin. He's actually a a writer for Fire the Cannon. That's a Columbus Blue Jacket site. Uh, Firethecannon.com. Really cool dude. Check out the Angry Jim podcast. Um, We got High and Wide Radio tomorrow night uh, with Jack. Uh, Give us a listen.
0: That's right, and I did promise some news on this show, so I will deliver. The big news oh, yeah. will be coming next Wednesday, the 24th. Some some big things happening there. But the news I can deliver tonight, BPW Radio is back. And it is going to be a multi-man show. Our first episode will be this coming Tuesday. Uh don't know what the fucking date is. 22nd, 20, 23rd. 23rd, with uh, permanent co-host Mike Aceto will join me. We are looking for a uh, couple more people to join that show. But in the meantime, we are got uh, Robert Thomas to come with us uh, to do our debut episode. That is not uh, the guy from Matchbox 20, by the way. This is the guy who is uh, BT15 on Twitter. Got Uh, me
1: with that. (laughs) (laughs) That That was pretty funny.
0: And uh, yeah, so we will uh, have our uh, debut, uh, re debut episode Tuesday night. Uh, looking forward to that. It'll be here. Um, ONB Puckcast we did last night with Dave Isaac. That is up now uh, at ONB Puck on Twitter. You can find the links. You can find me on Twitter at Dan the Flyer Fan. You can find the site at Brotherly Puck. You want to listen to this show uh, as well as all the other shows that I'm not doing at the moment because it's the middle of fucking summer and I'm not talking about this team more than I have to. At Brotherly underscore Pod. Uh, you want to count down Carter Arts wins with me, even though it's the middle of the fucking summer. At Heart Countdown on Twitter. I am also the president of the Samuel Moran Fan Club at Might Be Moran. Yeah, uh, that is about it for us tonight, boys. Thank you, Druslan, for the song. Thank you, Leviathan Design Co. for the new logo. It is fantastic. Uh, Jim and I will be back next week. We're going to try and get uh, Michael Watkins and Brian Adams back on the program to break down the first round of the playoffs, as well as make our predictions for the second round. Um Not entirely sure how the playoff schedule works. Uh, The longest it can go is Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday, a week from tonight. So if they needs to go that long, I assume the second round will start on Thursday or Friday. So we'll figure something out from there. We'll probably be back uh, sometime later in the week next week. So until then, I have been Negative Dan for Angry Jim. Goodbye and good night.